0: So during these three, uh, four days before Christmas, I would like to share with you some Christmas reading uh, from this time, The Message, which is a a translation um, by Eugene Peterson. And I'm going to be reading from the book of Luke. So many others have tried their hand at putting together a story of the wonderful harvest of Scripture and history that took place among us, using reports handed down by the original eyewitnesses who served this word with their very lives. Since I have investigated all the reports in close detail, starting from the story's beginning, I decided to write it out for you, Most Honourable Theophilus, so that you can know beyond the shadow of a doubt— the re- reliability of what you were taught. During the rule of King Herod, king of Judea, there was a priest assigned service in the regiment of Abijah. His name was Zachariah. His wife was descended from the daughters of Aaron. Her name was Elizabeth. Together they lived honorably before God careful in keeping to the ways of the commandments and enjoying a clear conscience before God, but they were childless, because Elizabeth could never conceive, and now they were quite old. It so happened that as Zachariah was carrying out his priestly duties before God, working the shift assigned to his regiment, it came his one turn in life to enter the sanctuary of God and burn incense. The congregation was gathered and praying outside the temple at the hour of the incense offering. Unnoticed, an angel of God appeared just to the right of the altar of incense. Zachariah was paralyzed in fear. But the angel reassured him, "'Don't fear, Zachariah. Your prayer has been heard. Elizabeth, your wife, will bear a son by you. You are to name him John.' You're going to leap like a gazelle for joy, and not only you, many will delight in his birth. He'll achieve great stature with God. He'll drink neither wine nor beer. He'll be filled with the Holy Spirit from the moment he leaves his mother's womb. He will turn many sons and daughters of Israel back to their God. He will herald God's arrival in the style and strength of Elijah, soften the hearts of parents to children, and kindle devout understanding among hardened skeptics. He'll get the people ready for God. Ze- Zachariah said to the angel, Do you expect me to believe this? I'm an old man, and my wife is an old woman. But the angel said, i am gabriel the sentinel of god sent especially to you to bring you this glad news but because you won't believe me you'll be unable to say a word until the day of your son's birth every word i've spoken to you will come true on time god's time meanwhile the congregation waiting for zachariah was getting restless wondering what was keeping him so long in the sanctuary when he came out and couldn't speak, they knew he had seen a vision. He continued speechless and had to use sign language with the people. When the course of his priestly assignment was completed, he went back home. It wasn't long before his wife, Elizabeth, conceived. She went off by herself for five months, relishing her pregnancy. So this is how God acts to remedy my mis- unfortunate condition, she said. In the sixth month of of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to the Galilean village of Nazareth to a virgin engaged to be married to a man descended from David. His name was Joseph, and the virgin's name, Mary. Upon entering, Gabriel greeted her. Good morning! You're beautiful with God's beauty, beautiful inside and out. God be with you. She was thoroughly shaken, wondering what was behind a greeting like that. But the angel assured her, "'Mary, you have nothing to fear. God has a surprise for you. You will become pregnant and give birth to a son and call his name Jesus. He will be great, be called Son of the Highest. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. He will rule Jacob's house forever, no end ever to his kingdom.'" Mary said to the angel, "'But how? I've never slept with a man.' The angel answered, "'The Holy Spirit will come upon you, "'the power of the highest hover over you. "'Therefore, the child you bring to birth "'will be called Holy Son of God. "'And did you know that your cousin Elizabeth "'conceived a son, old as she is? "'Everyone called her barren, "'and here she is six months pregnant. "'Nothing, you see, is impossible with God.' And Mary said, "'Yes, I see it all now. "'I'm the Lord's handmaid, ready to serve. "'Let it be with me, just as you say.' Then the angel left her. Mary didn't waste a minute. She got up and travelled to the town in Judea in the hill country, straight to Zachariah's house, and greeted Elizabeth.' When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby in her womb leaped. She was filled with the Holy Spirit and sang out exuberantly, "'You're so blessed among women, and the babe in your womb also blessed. And why am I so blessed that the mother of my Lord visits me? The moment the sound of your greeting entered my ears, the babe in my womb skipped like a lamb for sheer joy. Blessed woman who believed what God said!' believed every word would come true. And Mary said, I'm bursting with good news. I'm dancing the song of my Saviour God. God took one good look at me, and look what happened. I'm the most fortunate woman on earth. What God has done for me will never be forgotten. The God whose very name is holy set apart from all others. His mercy flows in wave after wave on those who are in awe before him. He bared his arm and showed his strength, scattered the bluffing braggarts. He knocked tyrants off their high horses, pulled victims out of the mud. The starving poor sat down to a banquet. The callous rich were left out in the cold. He embraced his chosen child Israel. He remembered and piled on the mercies, piled them high. It's exactly what he promised, beginning with Abraham and right up to now. Mary stayed with Elizabeth for three months and then went back to her her own home. When Elizabeth was full-term in her pregnancy, she bore a son. Her neighbors and relatives, seeing that God had overwhelmed her with mercy, celebrated with her. On the eighth day, they came to circumcise the child and were calling him Zachariah after his father. But his mother intervened. No, he is to be called John. But, they said, no one in your family is named that. They used sign language to ask Zachariah what he wanted him named. Asking for a tablet, Zachariah wrote, His name is to be John. That took everyone by surprise. Surprise followed surprise. Zachariah's mouth was now open, his tongue loose, and he was talking, praising God. A deep, reverential fear settled over the neighborhood, and in all that Judean hill country people talked about nothing else. Everyone who heard about it took it to heart, wondering, what will become of this child? Clearly, God has his hand in this. Then... Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He came and set his people free. He set the power of salvation in the center of our lives and in the very house of David his servant, just as he promised long ago through the preaching of his holy prophets, deliverance from our enemies and every hateful hand. Mercy to our fathers as he remembers to do what he said he'd do what he swore to our father Abraham, a clean rescue from the enemy camp, so we can worship him without a care in the world, made holy before him as long as we live. And you, my child, prophet of the highest, will go ahead of the master to prepare his ways, present the offer of salvation to his people, the forgiveness of their sins. Through the heartfelt mercies of our God, God's sunrise will break in upon us, shining on those in the darkness, those sitting in the shadow of death, then showing us the way one foot at a time down the path of peace. The child grew up healthy and spirited. He lived out in the desert until the day he made his prophetic debut in Israel. About that time, Caesar Augustus ordered a census to be taken throughout the empire. This was the first census when Quirinius was governor of Syria. Everyone had to travel to his own ancestral hometown to be accounted for. So Joseph went from the Galilean town of Nazareth up to Bethlehem in Judah, David's town, for the census. As a descendant of David, he had to go there. He went with Mary, his fiancée, who was pregnant. While they were there, the time came for her to give birth. She gave birth to a son, her firstborn. She wrapped him in a blanket and laid him in a manger, because there was no room in the hostel. There were sheepherders camping in the neighbourhood. They had set night watches over their sheep... Suddenly, God's angels stood around among them and God's glory blazed around them. They were terrified. The angel said, "'Don't be afraid. I'm here to announce a great and joyful event that is meant for everybody worldwide. A Saviour has just been born in David's town, a Saviour who is Messiah and Master. This is what you're to look for, a baby wrapped in a blanket and lying in a manger.'" At once, the angel was joined by a huge angelic choir singing God's praises, Glory to God in the heavenly heights, peace to all men and women on earth who please him. As the angel choir withdrew into heaven, the sheep herders talked it over. Let's go over to Bethlehem as fast as we can and see for ourselves what God has revealed to us. They left running and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. Seeing was believing. They told everyone they met what the angel had said about this child. All who heard the sheepherders were impressed. Mary kept all these things to herself, holding them dear, deep within herself. The sheepherders returned and let loose, glorifying and praising God for everything they had heard and seen. It turned out exactly the way they'd been told. When the eighth day arrived, the day of circumcision, the child was named Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived. Then, when the days stipulated by Moses for purification were complete, they took him up to Jerusalem to offer him to God as commanded in God's law. Every male who opens the womb shall be a holy offering to God, and also to sacrifice the pair of doves or two young pigeons prescribed in God's law. In Jerusalem, at the time, there was a man, Simeon by name, a good man, a man who lived in the prayerful expectancy of help for Israel, and the Holy Spirit was on him. The Holy Spirit had shown him that he would see the Messiah of God before he died. Led by the Spirit, he entered the temple. As the parents of the child Jesus brought him in to carry out the rituals of the law, Simeon took him into his arms and blessed God. God! You can now release your servant, release me in peace as you promised. With my own eyes, I've seen your salvation. It's now out in the open for everyone to see. A God-revealing light to the non-Jewish nations and of glory for your people Israel. Colin Cook here, and thanks for listening today. What a story, isn't it? It never ceases to be a wonder. And especially when we listen in a different translation, you might want to uh, get a hold of it. Well, it's not really a translation. It's a transliteration. It's not literal, but it is uh, translating the thought. You might want to get hold of the message. It's a wonderful Christmas gift for people, and it's a wonderful Christmas gift for yourself when you just read the Bible for reading's sake. And I want to thank you, all of you, for listening throughout this year. I want to thank you, and I wish you God's blessing. I'll see you next time. Cheerio, and God bless.